0: Life Audio. Hello, thank you for listening to Your Daily Bible Verse, the podcast that examines one verse each day to learn more about God and his will for us. I'm your host, Carol McCracken, and after this short word from our sponsor, we'll continue our journey Christmas series with a discussion on Genesis 49:10. Our daily Bible verse is Genesis 49.10. The scepter will not depart from Judah, nor the ruler's staff from between his feet, until he to whom it belongs shall come, and the obedience of nations shall be his. Yesterday, Grace discussed Genesis 14.18 and Psalm 110.4, where we meet a priest named Melchizedek. He's a king priest who foreshadows Jesus' rule. Today, we'll discuss the tribe of Judah which produced such a kingly priest, someone of the highest priestly order. When I was in the fifth grade, we had a class play I wanted to audition for. I picked a little part that I can't even remember and auditioned. Much to my surprise, they asked me to do the lead role, Queen Kalani. I approached the role with gusto and vigor, and I can still remember these lines as the deposed queen gave her swan song. Me, a queen by divine rights, sign this infamous list of lies? Never will I be such a party. Trust me, I owned it with much drama. So exactly what are divine rights and how does one get them? I know the English monarchy believes they have them too. According to the Britannica Dictionary, divine right is the right that is supposedly given to a king or queen by God to rule a country. In today's verse, in the very beginning book of the Bible called Genesis, we have a man named Jacob blessing his sons. This happened in ancient times as a patriarch of the family died. This proved to be prophetic. Each of those 12 sons would produce a tribe and be the 12 tribes of Israel. They'd become a nation, God's chosen people. If you have trouble interpreting poetry as I sometimes do, you'll be pleased to know that even commentators are challenged. John MacArthur, one such commentator, states, The father's blessing portrayed the future history of each son, seemingly based on their characters up to that time. The cryptic nature of the poetry demands rigorous analysis for correlating tribal history with Jacob's last word and testament. Biblical scholars have observed that the number 12 is symbolic of human government. There are 12 apostles, 12 tribes, 12 hours in a day, and 12 months in a year. Yes, humans measure time and try to control that too. Of the 12 sons and tribes, today's verse deals with the tribe of Judah. This is a leadership prophecy. It will be partly fulfilled in 640 years when King David from this tribe of Judah becomes the second king of Israel. He was known as the man after God's heart, and Israel had her best golden years under his kingship. Note that our verse says the scepter will not depart from Judah. A king rules with the scepter, which symbolizes his kingship. The words, to whom it belongs, infers to him whose right it is. David lived in Judah, and the temple would be there. Solomon, David's son, would build it. God anointed David through the prophet Samuel. This is ruled by divine rights as God is divinity. If you examine ancestry and family trees, you'll see that Jesus comes from this family line. Jesus is the son of God. He is the Messiah, translated as the Holy One, anointed by God. Today's verse is repeated in Ezekiel twenty-one twenty-seven. It states, the crown will not be restored until he to whom it rightfully belongs shall come. To him, I shall give it. This is a repeated prophecy. The NIV study notes suggests that the crown is the kingdom of Judah and reiterates that the Messiah is the one it rightfully belongs to. A king has divine rights if God has genuinely given them, but without a doubt, Jesus, the Messiah, will rule us because the scepter that all earthly kings hold belongs to him. As the sacrifice for our sins, our Messiah died a criminal's death, but he conquered death and sits at the right hand of God. He will come again as the priestly king. Jesus is the king of all of us. On earth, everyone's accountable to someone. A child is accountable to a parent. One who holds a job is accountable to a boss. Shareholders consider a company's performance. Our government is a democracy, but we have checks and balances built in. And even in Mark twelve seventeen, Jesus says, Render to Caesar the things that are Caesar's and to God the things that are God's. And as long as our earthly government, in whatever form that's in, doesn't conflict with what Jesus calls us to do, we're good. But Jesus has the ultimate divine authority symbolized by the scepter that belongs to him. This divine authority goes beyond an earthly king. Jesus will have both government and religious rule. Can you imagine? All the man-made denominations won't exist because Jesus is the one true kingly priest. This prophecy from Genesis 49.10 is being fulfilled. It was fulfilled in the short term with David and would lead to a baby born in a manger. And we get to celebrate that. Let's pray. Dear Father in heaven and Jesus Christ, thank you for creating us. Thank you for putting us on this earth to do your purpose. Lord, you've got prophecy. You've given us prophecies that we would have a taste of what is to come. And Lord, you are king. You are the priestly king. And we can't wait till you come again. You say that the scepter will not leave Judah. And that the one who it belongs to will come and get it. And Lord, we wait for your return. Help us remember the true meaning of Christmas. In your name we pray. Amen.